When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. It is episode 199 right now, Jeremiah. Hey, yeah, you got that right. 199. We are literally, what, a week away from the 200th episode of four years of what we've been doing here. Episode 200, the extravaganza. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, we're going to have, let's just say we're going to have a few guests on. We're going to have a bunch of friends uh, shooting some videos to us, and we'll share one of those before the end of the podcast. So stick around to the end so you can see that. I promise you it's worth your while. It'll give you a <laughs> yeah. glimpse a little bit into what's getting ready to come. Uh, but but Jeremiah, it is freaking cold out right now. <laughs> Dude, are you Darth Vader? I see your, I see uh, right over your heart, dude. There's like a a fading red light over and over and over. Yes, is this showing in the screen right now? Can oh see yeah, that? I can see yeah, it. Okay, so um, I guess it was two years ago. This company contacted me and said, "Hey, we want to send you a heated vest to do a video." And I said, "Well, you can send me a heated vest, but I'm not promising you a video." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't know if I would take that backpacking because you got to use a." power supply to do it and the power supplies are heavy and base weight and you know that whole nine yards mm-hmm. and they're like well that's fine we'll still send it to you so they did and so i had never i've never used this until this week <laughs> you want to know why <laughs> why because i do all of my work in my garage oh is that where you're at now man it was 34 degrees in here two days ago <laughs> yeah dude do you have to work out there tomorrow I do. I do. Like anytime I do video work, anytime I, I'm I'm working from home remotely, this is my office because there's really no other place in the house to do it. Mm-hmm. So here I am. And right now, as you can see, like the flashing red lights, that means my vest is warming up currently. I just started it right before we started this this podcast. And uh, I'm going to be once once it's all warmed up, these will be white. And then I'll dial in the heat, which is going to be at the highest it'll go, because right now I think it's like 48 degrees in the garage yeah. right now and everything is warm except for my hand that's on my mouse so well i'll tell you this i've had multiple of those and every single one of them stopped working and also i always had to get like 6xl because chinese large is not the same <laughs> as american large <laughs> i don't know what it is i don't know how they size their clothing or who their models are but they must be like sm- a lot smaller than me well, this one's a 2XL. Oh, look. Look, see how it's white now? Uh-huh. You see that? Now watch this. It goes blue first, red, blue. Wait, why is there red? two, now, why is there two different buttons? Toasty. Well, when it's white, it's not really on. It's just, it's. I mean, it's oh, on, it's but it's idle. not like super hot. It's the, it's the lowest setting. You put it in the second setting, which is the blue, and it's a little bit warmer. Uh-huh. And then when you turn it up to red, happiness ensues. Are you sure that blue's so, not cold? How's it going to go cold? Well, not cold. I'm saying that blue, typically, that is like a cold setting. 
right? Think about well, your yeah, AC. I mean, so yeah, I'm I'm saying whenever you, you open, think. yeah, but the package on that probably has like some kind of temperature range for each color. Like it maybe it heats up to 106 degrees on red, and then like 98 degrees on green or whatever. So wouldn't blue be the coldest? You would think so, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we are talking Chinese gear, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not made in the USA. <laughs> maybe maybe because they know people are red-green colorblind. Maybe in China they have blue go lights, which would make sense. I mean, America should probably actually do that. Yeah. It'll help out our colorblind, colorblind brethren a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. They do get discriminated against every day. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Every day. Well, it's not wrong. fair to them. It's just, it's just wrong. I stand I stand united with my – I'm not colorblind, but I stand, I stand <laughs> together with colorblind people. Dude. Let's get those green lights blue. I got to tell you, speaking of the cold, I have had the teacher's dream this this whole week. I'm sorry. I wanted to talk to you about this because I know you you're... see the look on my face, Jeremiah. You're a dad, so you got a, maybe a little taste of the teacher life this week, having the kids at home. and Don't, don't give me that. Them. Got a taste of the got teacher a, life. <laughs> you got a taste. Because teachers don't have to do the teaching and then also do their actual full-time job on top of that. So that is garbage. <laughs> I'm just letting it be known right now. That's garbage. I know. I told okay, the... so I'm going to explain why I'm angry. Can okay. I explain why I'm angry? Yeah, go ahead. So here in Kentucky, and they may do this in other states too. I don't know. I don't live in other states right now, so I don't know what they do. In Kentucky, many of our counties have taken on what they call uh, NTI days, which is like non-traditional instruction, I think, mm-hmm. is what it stands for. And NTI days means you send homework home with your kids. Well, the problem is the parents have to do it with them. Well, no, the we parents... have to help them with their work. No, we have to you go don't. And... Oh, no, 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 no. When you've got a kindergartner and a first grader, you have to do it with them. Your <laughs> kindergartner can't read. <laughs> yeah, well, that's different whenever you're talking about high schoolers. I don't care about high schoolers right now, Jeremiah. I'm not a high school parent. <laughs> I know, but I one... <laughs> am a kindergarten parent, and I'm trying to get my work done that I get paid for Yeah. that puts food on my table and pays my bills. Yeah. And I had to live, I've had to work to last night. I worked till two 30 in the morning to get my actual work done Good because Lord. I can't do it during the day. Cause I'm going to do NTI work. So no, <laughs> this is not a taste of being a teacher. This is a taste of if you're working two full-time jobs and one yeah. of them's a teacher. Well, let me ask you this. How's is, that for bitterness? Is it safe to say you're not a fan of the NTI days? I hate it. Just <laughs> give the kids snow days, man. Like, all my kids wanted to do yesterday uh-huh. was go outside and play in the snow. And you know what they had to do? What? Schoolwork. <laughs> jo- Jeremiah, when you were a kid, what'd you do on snow days? <laughs> Slept in. Then I got uh-huh. up, ate, ate some uh-huh. cereal, maybe watched some cartoons, sledded. Yeah. Sledded. There it is. Here it comes. <laughs> Shovel the driveway. Outside, make snowmen, <laughs> snowball fights. My kids don't get to do that because they got to do homework. Well, was every single day an, an NTI day? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, we had we had a holiday on Monday. We did on Monday as well. Okay. We had a babysitter that day. Oh, yeah, that was a good day for you. That was a that good was, day. I got to work that day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tuesday, we had a traditional snow day. All right. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, did. I did. We did not. I did in my account. Well, here's what everybody has to understand. They started these NTI days during COVID, and then there's been a bleed-over effect that the state will give well, every count, every public school 
like the district so many days to use toward this. And I think it's 10 days and you don't have to make those days up. And right. but because the kids are doing the work that they would do in school. Allegedly. 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 This is right. this is a great area that I was wanting to get in to with you because you're a parent and your kids are in public school and I'm an employee in a public school. So right. I, I have to be careful, I guess, what I say here because I don't want to get fired. They do, they do write my paycheck. But I'm, <laughs> I, I was wanting to talk to you about this NTI stuff for just a minute to see if you're a fan. And I'm curious no. if other states have this too. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know, you can comment and let us know. But um, well, well, Jeremiah, here's here's issue number one I have with NTI days. Yes. Yesterday was not too cold to go to snow, go to school, and the roads had no snow on them. Yes. And guess what they did yesterday? NTI day. Because they had an NTI day, they used an NTI day. So guess what? Parents once again had to ask off work. Parents had to spend their entire <laughs> yes. day teaching their kids instead of doing what they're supposed to be doing to put to pay the bills. Yes. Um, my wife has had to take two days this week. You're talking about like to be uh, home. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. But your you know, baby so we lose we lose parents are losing days from work that they can't use later because they're calling NTI days on days they don't need to call NTI days. Yes. I got it two of those days. The first two days I got why they did it and today I get it. Yeah. But yesterday there was no snow on the roads and it was like twenty five degrees out. Do you that think, is not too cold to have school. Do you think I'm sorry. Is that what they said that it was too cold? Yes. And what was the high? The high was like twenty seven. Now do you think it's because do you think that they, they are saying that's too cold? And it has something to do with the roads being icy or a combination of that and, like, kids having to stand out and wait on the bus? The roads were clean. Yes. Well, you live in the city. I live. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold up. Hold up. Yes. I don't work in the city. I know. I work I work in the, I work in a rural town that's, like, 50 people, and I have to take back roads <laughs> to get there. I know. And but... every back road was clean. Well, it wasn't clean here. It's still well, icy. I don't live in Somerset, bro. I, <laughs> I, live, I live in Jasmine County. I know. But I'm saying that where I live, there's some haulers that are definitely not clean. And they they had another traditional snow day today for us. And then Monday. Well, today made sense. We got dumped on with snow last night. Yes. We like, did get. The other day it snowed, but we could still see grass peeking through it. Yeah. There's no grass peeking through today. There's actual snow. Roads were kind of nasty this morning. So I get it. But you know what? Yesterday the roads weren't nasty, Jeremiah. <laughs> Sent them to school. Roads were nasty. It hadn't snowed since like Monday or Tuesday. So do you think? And, and the roads cleaned off. Do you think that they? So the person that makes the decision is a higher up, right? It ultimately falls on whoever the superintendent is in your county, sure. right? Okay. Right. Whatever. So they're the way that their contract works is they're contracted for a certain number of days. They don't have like a teacher job, and they don't. I think typically the people who are under a contract like that, they go to work on the days even if school is called off because they have to fulfill those days. And the more that they can fulfill now, the less they have to do in the summer. So let's say their contract's for 240 days, where mine is 185 days. So if they can squeeze in another week, maybe that gets them a vacation in the summer, a week more vacation that they wouldn't have gotten because they're already taking care of those days. Do you think Jeremiah, that, here's the thing though. Yes. If you have school, you don't lose days. 
<laughs> yes. I, I just, I, I'm just being hot. Like, have school, no worries. Now you have extra NTI days. So when you actually need it, because yes. what's gonna here's what's gonna happen because it'll happen every year. We're gonna burn through these NTI days when we don't need to. Yes. And then when you actually need it, now they become snow days and the kids have to stay longer. Yeah. When they could have had school, when they should have had it. Anyways, I wish probably shouldn't talk about this because I could be on this soapbox <laughs> for days, man. Days. Okay. I'm so irritated uh, right now. Like, well, I, I gotta, can't even tell you. Like, people are about to see a side of me maybe they've never seen before. I gotta but, tell man, you, the my whole job for years has been efficiency. Yeah. How do we do things the most efficient way possible? How do we set up systems to do things the best, most efficient way? Guess what? Yesterday was not efficient. best or efficient. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, man, the work we get, mm -hmm. man, I love my kids' teachers. I do. They're fantastic ladies. But here's the thing. This work is so convoluted the way it's set up. Yeah. Like today, my daughter was supposed to talk about uh, internet safety, how to, how to safely get on the internet and all this kind of stuff. Well, guess what she didn't have information about? What's that? Internet safety. How in the <laughs> world... Is she supposed to answer questions without any information? We looked everywhere. My wife just looked at me and put her hands up like this. And was like, I don't know what to do with this. It is interesting that they're learning that. Um, I guess it's necessary. Maybe they're integrating no, they that in the public to, schools at such a young age, kindergarten, first grade, internet safety. No, there's so much. There's so much perverted crap on the internet now, and there's any kid can get to it. Yeah, so such access. Like, yeah, so no, learning internet safety is great, but the problem is when they don't give the kids those, they don't give them the answers to that so that they can know it. <laughs> right, like, right. So, so we're like spitballing. What's internet safety? You know, mm -hmm. and, and it was just. <sighs> well, there's definitely a lot of nuance to this. Like you said, we can go on and on and on, but I'll give you some Let's good talk news. Backpacking, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to give you some good news about the the snow. Yes. Did you know? That at Dairy Queen, on days that it snows, if you buy a blizzard, you get one of equal or less value for free. So you can get a large. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. So I got to tell you, I drove through, um, I'm pretty sure this was Stanford, Kentucky. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And their Dairy Queen did not honor it. The only Dairy Queen I've ever been in the entire U.S., now, most of my buy one, get one blizzards have come from Kentucky. But I think I did stop in Alabama one time and get one. I thought that this was across every well, dairy. it never snows there. They hardly ever have to actually, like, do it. They're like, yeah, this is great. We don't have to do it because every once in a while, so we can do it. So what do you think the deal is? Why did this one dairy queen in a random town in Kentucky just not honor it? But every other – I thought this was a corporate-wide dairy queen honoring thing. Eh, maybe they're just a Bush League Dairy Queen. <laughs> well, that could be. Can do you maybe think you think that you can try taking your kids for blizzards today and see if this works where you live? I'll just call ahead of time and find out and then go take them. Yeah, but if you take them, you have to get them a blizzard no matter what. And the next time That's I come to your house, <laughs> the next <laughs> the next time I come to your house, they'll say, "Oh, thanks, Jeremiah, for." Giving John that idea to get us blizzards because they got them no matter what. You're taking away my good grace. You know that every every Dairy Queen in the state of Kentucky listens to the Backpacking Podcast, so they are gonna be they're gonna get hacked off at you. Like it's guaranteed. We are a statewide broadcast. We are. 
We are ne- we are international. <laughs> what, what do we say? In all seriousness, I think I think we're the last time I looked at like thirty six countries. Yeah, I did not I th- know I think, that. I think we've been in thirty six countries, like as far as like who's listened to us. So yeah, <laughs> we've been around, man. We're around. We are international, and uh, one week away from a huge milestone. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, you know, one thing I was wanting to talk about during this episode was filters and i know you got something queued up Mm. here we're going to talk about dan and he's got some awesome stuff going on we had a a water boil advisory here for like two days and i thought oh really yeah they were i don't know they were redoing the whole system or something for our county's water you know how they filter it or whatever how they uh, treat it so i was wondering they gave a boil advisory you think that my sawyer filter would work just fine for the water boil advisory it depends if you're talking parasites. It's bacterial. Right? It was to avoid bacterial yeah. issues. That, yeah. Oh, should we look on Sawyer's site? I don't, I don't know. what it, Is there certain things that kind of escape through different filters, or how does that work? Yeah, I, I think there's some things that, that those kind of filters don't get. I mean, they get most of everything. They really do. So, I, But I know that there's – because I used a Grail – uh, water purifier filter mm-hmm. for a while and they notoriously do more get more stuff out of water than like the sawyer filters and that kind of thing um well is it so i haven't even i haven't looked at that in so long i couldn't even tell you which one's which one's which let me find out real quick okay i literally just bought a sawyer i think i've used it on maybe three or four trips now since i bought it i got it at that nils gap store or whatever it's called something mountain mountain crossing okay um but I took it on the last trip. The number one issue is afraid it'll freeze because the last trip I was on, as I told you uh, last week, very cold. Okay, so if you're if you're watching right now, my face got really bright because the Sawyer website is like all white. Um, but it says that they have a lifetime warranty. Uh, they remove bacteria, protozoa, E. coli, Giardia, Vibrio, Cholera, Salmonella. Typhi and microplastics. Hmm. Did not know that they removed microplastics. The rest of that stuff sounds pretty standard, even though I haven't heard of most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're not a science teacher. That, that is safe to say. But I do yeah, teach the language science of science. You do teach the language of science. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the language of science? Mathematics. Science is all That's data. language of science? Uh-huh. Yeah. Without wow. without math, there is no science. This e I did not know. Squared. Well, how how can you do science without math? It's all data collection. Hey, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just never heard it used in that language before. It just makes me feel special about myself. Give my life purpose here. Oh, thank you, John. Jeremiah, you are special. It's not that you should feel special. You are special. Well, thank you very much. Stick that compliment in my pocket. Save it for a rainy day. There we go. There we go. So uh, since we're talking about filters, um, Dan Becker put out a video. I guess it was just a, a few days ago or maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, about about a few months ago, I guess, he, he did a video about how he's been working with Sawyer to go over to Africa and give out these filter buckets for people. And a lot of these little towns in African villages and stuff have terrible water supplies. Um, what people maybe don't realize is that every year 
There are millions of people that are dying from waterborne illnesses, stuff as simple as, as diarrhea. They're dying from that. Mm-hmm. And it's because the water is so bad. And so Sawyer partnered with Dan to uh, go in and give out these filters to an entire town. And it, I think they said it's something like a $4.9 million, maybe it's more than that, uh, project. But um, Dan went in with them and, and posted a video about it. And it got huge traction. And as of yesterday, I guess, uh, they were only $10,000 away from reaching their goal for the whole thing, for the whole project, which mm-hmm. is crazy to think about. And so Dan asked if we would be willing to share a little something about it. So if it's okay with you, man, I'm going to play this video that Dan gave us. Uh, and we can talk about it a little <clears throat> bit more. Yeah, I'm all for helping people get clean water. Let's take a look. All right, here we go. What up, everybody? Dan Becker here. Um, I've been working with Sawyer Products and a ministry called the Bucket Ministry for the past couple of years to eradicate dirty water from a slum in Nairobi, Kenya. This whole project is a $4.7 million project. We are only $10,000 away from finishing the project. And it's kind of a race to the finish line. So if anybody's out there that's willing to help out, please donate by clicking on the link that they're going to share with you. You just got to select my name in the drop-down box so it can be tracked, and that would be huge. So thanks, you guys. So uh, we'll probably put that link in the description for the podcast and on YouTube. So you guys, if you want to help out with that. Now, I will give an update. As of 17 hours ago or 18 hours ago now, uh, they actually have met that $10,000 goal. What? But that doesn't mean we don't give more. So we get we got the opportunity to really make a dent in this. And anybody who's new to the podcast and doesn't know this, uh, back in 2016, I hiked Mount Kilimanjaro with 15 other people. Uh, and together we raised $115,000 to uh, build wells in Ethiopia. So the the water crisis is a big deal for me. I've I've been big about it for years. When I hiked the Sheltoe Trace, um, I ended up raising a few thousand dollars by myself just to help uh, with that. And there's still one guy who every month gives like every month uh, to to the cause through my account that I have with a company called LifeWater. Um, so if you can do anything to help with this, that is huge. And, uh, we don't solicit money on here very often. I think we tried to help out. We helped out trips a few weeks ago with cancer stuff, but, um, we aren't, we aren't guys who ask for your money, but in this case, it's not asking for money for us. We want to see people's lives changed. And that's, what's really cool about what Dan's doing. Yeah. I got a quick little story. It's not as epic as yours, but helping bring people clean water. Um, I, I was a part of a church here in this town, and um, we're in a different church now, but at the time, I helped take the youth group on a mission trip. I was like one of the counselors or whatever and slept at the you know the same spots they did, but we're going on a mission trip to Guatemala, and you have to raise money in order to pay to go over there, and then whenever you get over there, you do different things to help the community. This is Guatemala City, so it's a pretty big city. And um, they were running basically kind of like an orphanage, you know, and um, they would host different groups from different churches, and we built them. We we didn't build them, but we helped over years build them a school at the orphanage, a playground, um, a number of different things. And then in different communities around Guatemala, we were helping provide clean water. So in order to help fundraise, here's what we would do. We had this basketball tournament, and um, we would advertise for any business that would donate. 
uh, I think if I remember right, it was like a hundred dollars. We would advertise for them by putting them on the banner and um, putting them on the t-shirts and um, basically using, you know, the church's social media pages and stuff to advertise for the business in exchange for the hundred dollars. And then the hundred dollars, it not only helped pay for the students to go on the mission trip, but it also got um, one family clean water. So we actually, yeah, we, we took a ton of Sawyer filters from all the money that was donated. And then we went specifically to this one small beach town, um, super, super hot there. And the sand was black. Like you couldn't walk on it in bare feet. And these people, I remember walking in and, you know, it's, it's very rare that you see really deep poverty where we live. I mean, people are poor, but they they live better than the people that I've seen in like Ecuador or Guatemala that have like pieces of tin, you know, stuck together, and that's where they're sleeping every day, and they don't have running water. So these people were scooping dirty water out of big barrels that just collects there. And so we would get like the bucket kits that you were talking about, and you drill a hole in them, and there's some attachments that you can buy, like at any plumbing store, and you can hook up a Sawyer filter. And as long as they keep that clean, it will give them clean water, you know, as long as they're back flushing it and putting using it properly. It'll give them clean water for a long time. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of gallons did you say? It's it's insane, yeah. Yeah, so. You know, they're saying it's, it's, uh, it's got a lifetime warranty uh, on them, and... Uh, I'm trying to look here and see. It doesn't really say exactly how much water it'll filter. Mm-hmm. But it's not what I'm looking water. at right now, but I know it's a lot. Um, but, man, the thing that's crazy about those Sawyer filters is they're so easy to use. Yeah, it's so simple, dude. We go to the family and then show them how to use it, and then voila, all they got to do is take that dirty water that they were drinking and just put it in this five-gallon bucket and basically unkink a hose. You know, it's a little twist and... They're good to go, clean drinking water. So I haven't been to Africa like Dan. I think he's been over there a few times, and he's helping bring mm-hmm. water. Um, I see Mr. Beast doing a lot of phil- uh, philanthropic stuff like this, you know, bringing electricity to some of these places in Africa. So I've seen firsthand, you know, those living situations. And it makes you very grateful for the way that we live, you know, if you're listening oh, yeah. here in Kentucky. Yeah, I, and I mean, even more than that, it's just knowing that uh, you can do something to just kind of just make life better for other people. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We're so spoiled in the U.S. I mean, we can go to a faucet, turn it on, drink the water, and be pretty much safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, some water is better than other places, but it's nothing like what they have. We're not, we're not having to drink the water and then worry about getting E. coli, you know? And so... It's just a it's 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 cool that we have the opportunity to kind of walk alongside Dan and just partner with him and get the word out so that people's lives can be changed. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you this, lighten the mood here a little bit, dude. The ultimate irony is on the way home from that trip, I got sick and had traveler's <laughs> diarrhea from dirty water. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, I think it's from maybe like washed lettuce or something. But yeah, the miserable. You get it? Yeah, you can. You I got it probably from a salad or something. Even though I wasn't yeah. drinking the water, you know. 
Yep. Well, when I was in uh, when I was in uh, Tanzania several years ago, the one thing they told us is use bottled water to brush your teeth. Really? Use bottled water to brush your teeth. They said don't use the faucet water. Use wa- bottled water. Well, a lot of the people that live in the cities and stuff, their their bodies are used to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if if you think about it, back when um, slaving was an issue across the world, mm-hmm. and people would go to Africa to get slaves, they wouldn't let the Westerners get off the boats because um, they would pick up diseases just from the air because their bodies weren't used to that. Mm. But the people who lived there were so used to it that it was okay. There's actually, um, I think it's a, I think it's off the coast of Indonesia. There's an island, and there's a, there's a group of people that live there, and no one is allowed to even come on the island. If they do, they're probably going to get killed. And one of the reasons for that is because there are no diseases and things on that island. And um, they don't want people, for, they don't want outsiders coming because they don't want to literally potentially kill the entire village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after not and, being exposed uh, to the diseases. Yeah, hmm. yeah exposure is a big deal. And, and if you're not exposed to that water often, it can, it can jack you up pretty good. I always heard that about Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't drink the water when you're down there. I guess it's exactly what you're saying. But, you know, whenever I was living in Ecuador, which I know is totally different country, but their water there was treated and safe to drink. But here's what I was told by the locals. The water is still not drinkable because of the pipes that it has to go through. So the infrastructure of the piping under that city, we're talking about a city of four or five million people. The infrastructure under that city apparently was built... I guess when they were building the city and it hasn't been maintenance properly. And uh, now they have this piping from the fifties or sixties or whenever, and it makes the water too tainted to drink. So the whole time I was there, every family, at least where I was living, they would go to the local grocery store and swap out the, you know, those big jugs that use on the water machines. Right. Right. It's one of those things of, uh, you know, even in Michigan, What's what's the town of Michigan? Flint, Michigan, Flint, I think. Michigan, yeah. That their pipe system is terrible, and and the saddest thing, and this is the thing that will always frustrate me. And it happened back when. Do you remember when there were the huge earthquakes in Haiti, and no. the the country was ravaged, and uh, they needed they needed so much help, and all this money got sent, but what ended up happening was the corrupt government kept the money, oh, and yeah. didn't put it towards the people. Um, Flint, Michigan deals with a lot of that. A lot of people don't realize that there's been millions upon millions upon millions of dollars flooded into that city and it's not gone. A lot of it hasn't gone to what it's there for. I thought that um, their water situation was fixed. Barack Obama was drinking it. Remember he took, hey, remember he took those two sips of water. <laughs> all see? I know is as of a few months ago, it still wasn't taken care of. So. I need to text my friends. I have a couple that I met on the long trail nurse and doc. Yeah. And they both live in Flint. Like I spent the night oh, really? at their house. Yeah. Well, they live, you know, in the county, not in the city. But yeah. I need to text yeah. them and ask them. There's there's still a large portion of stuff that hasn't been fixed yet. So I totally you would think after it. all these years and all the national coverage and all that, people would have done something. But the truth is, it's, yeah. Water's a big deal. Like, and, and this oh. is something people don't think about. And this is, I mean, just as an encouragement, you know, to help out and be part of it. If kids are spending their entire, because it's always the kids that have to go get the water. Parents mm-hmm. send their kids. And if kids are spending all day going and getting water and carrying it back all day, what are they not doing? Yeah, they're not learning anything. They're not progressing. You know, they're 
their society to further advancements and, you know, to elevate their living standards. Well, and a lot of these kids are having back problems early on in life, too, because of it. And so you've got these mm -hmm. kids who have no education. They're physically beat up. And it just keeps the it keeps the society down. Yeah, it's a doom. Clean to water is that. so much bigger than just clean water. And mm -hmm. and I could go on and on because guess what, Jeremiah? I've studied this one big time. Because <laughs> I know. Um, and, and that's not why we're here. We're here to talk some some backpacking stuff on top of that. So well, let's... on your on your backpacking on the water situation. So you tried a ton of different filters. Yes. Okay. If you had to pick one and stick with it forever, so under all circumstances, this is your rig. This is the system. What what filter, and you can change the collection um, container if you want. So you don't have, let's say you were to pick a Sawyer, for example. It comes with two one-liter bladders or 32-ounce right. bladders. So what would be your go-to filter and container to run the water through the filter? Or maybe use one of those press ones. I don't know. Um, I would say that I would use the Platypus Quick Draw filter. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a great filter. And it's those caps on the ends that, that are, that I love. Because if you want to keep it dry in the wintertime, you don't have to put it in a Ziploc bag. It just they seal and you don't have to worry about it. Um, and then the Canuck Vecto bag, like to this day, I mean, they've been around for five or six years now and they're fantastic. I mean, I've, I've got two and I've heard other people talk about pinholes and all that, but I took one that did the entire Sheltoe trace and several other trails for two years and it's never broken. It's never gotten pinholes. Um, I've got another one. The only reason I got the other one was because I was using a uh, hydro blue filter when I got started mm -hmm. and they had two different ones. One that was for the hydro blue filters and one that was for the Sawyer squeeze. And so that's the only reason I have two different ones and now hydro blue. I don't know if anybody uses hydro blue filters anymore, but, um, but yeah, that I think the Vecto bag is fantastic. That Vecto bag that does that have the slider at the top, like a narrow mouth yeah. on one end, big mouth on the other. Yep. That's the thing I love about that big mouth. Cause you can get so much water in it so quickly. And you know as well as I do, in some places, the moment you stir up the water a little bit, there's all kinds of junk that gets into the water. Mm -hmm. um, and all that silt and stuff gets in there. Uh, having the bigger mouth means you can get the water quickly and not get as much of that stuff in your water, which is nice because it also helps your filter out quite a bit. Did you ever break the little thing that connects the slider to the bag? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I saw one of I saw one person's on a recent trip that I went on and they're like, Yeah, I love this Canock bag. I think we're saying that right, aren't we? Canock. Canock, yep. yeah. C N O C. He was like, The only problem is I broke the little attachment that keeps the slider on the bag. So if you lost that, that would be a bad deal there. You know, I would pretty much have to replace the bag if you lost the slider, I think. Yeah, that would be kind of awful. Yeah. Now I gotta tell you if I were to be able to pick, I think that I would do a different container. I haven't tried the Canuck, but that's what I lean toward. I've tried other people's when they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're going to get water? Well, why don't you just fill mine up too and you can use my big bag. You don't have to use those little itty-bitty, you know, 32-ounce 
one liter yeah. Sawyer bags and fill it up and squeeze it through, fill it up, squeeze it through, fill it up. You know, you could just use this one bag and you could do both our waters at once and it would take less time. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll get your water for you. So I have used other people's. <laughs> you know, it's not because they're trying to do you a favor. I know. Yeah, <laughs> they got they want something out of it, don't they? Yeah, they're like they're like going, yeah, <laughs> use my bottle so I don't have to go get the water. <laughs> yeah, they just want me to fill up their water, but you exactly. know, I'm a nice guy. So I have used some other people's, uh, but I I think I would go with the Sawyer. I'll tell you the the one of the best things about it is the versatility. You can do gravity-fed if you want to, mm-hmm. and it even comes with a number of attachments that makes gravity feeding easier. But if you were to spend an extra $10, you would have a perfect gravity-fed system. Maybe, yeah. maybe make it an extra $20, and you can get whatever bag you want. You know, you can get a four-liter bag and hang it up in a tree and only have to get water one time one night, you know? Right. Maybe top well, off that's, in the morning. And, and, and I, that's why I wish that Sawyer would come up with caps. Yeah, we've been harping on this for a while. Man, I can't believe they haven't done it yet. That's the thing that blows my mind. It's like after seeing the platypus, you would think they would be like, you know what? And they could be screw-on caps. They don't have to like be connected, but something that caps off the top ends, that and would just be golden. It'll make that it would make them even more money. So here's what I say we do. We convince them to sell it as an accessory. And the way that we convince them is we tell Dan to convince him. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved, right? Dan, here's the thing, buddy. I want to get real close to the mic right now. Dan, <laughs> Dan, we need you to step in and talk to our buddies at Sawyer and tell them that we need a new cap system, that the platypus is passing them by, and they need to fix this real quick. Yeah. yeah. Is. I said Sawyer, it. Dan, I hope you heard that. Sawyer, do you really want these these backpackers walking around here's what happens to me it's cold it's below freezing you're still having to hike you don't want your filter to freeze on the side of your backpack or wherever you store it so you take your filter take it out of its wherever you normally keep it and you stick it in that that stupid knee pocket on whatever cargo outfit you're wearing you know and then what happens oh you got the wet knee syndrome Sawyer, do you really want all these people walking around with wet knee syndrome? I don't think so. Do you, John? Yeah. No. I mean, like I said, I love the platypus quick draw filter. Now, from a standpoint of do I love what Sawyer's doing? Yes. I I 100% love what they're doing. I'll just donate to that, though, because that filter doesn't help me with what I want, especially in the wintertime, because I don't want to have to carry an extra bag around to put my filter in. I just Absolutely. want to cap off the sides, throw in my sleeping bag or my, my quilt at night and not have to worry about it getting everything wet. And yeah. I've never had to worry about that with the with the uh, platypus. That's right. So, Sawyer, you're doing great stuff. We really yes. love the philanthropy, helping bring clean water. You have room for growth. Let's just be honest here. And we're here to help. Yes. And you don't... We, we want to make you better. Yes. You don't have to pay us for the idea. It's not original. No. Just implement it, and we will pay you, and you give us that product that caps off the end. Everybody will pay you. We're all, we all have I mean, this same problem. I think we need. I think we need a movement to start, and we're going to call it hashtag Caps on Sawyer. 
Caps on Sawyer. That's a good Hashtag idea. Hashtag Caps on Sawyer. So if you're listening right now and you would like to see those caps on a Sawyer squeeze, Caps on Sawyer. That's all I'm saying. And they could be screw-ons. They don't have to be like attached, like the so- mm-hmm. like the the platypus. And you don't because even because you still want to have the functionality of of using it as a um uh, a gravity system. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But just make caps that can go on it. Yeah, just a little one to twist into the bottom. And that's it. That's it. That's all we need. They already have the top part. It all comes with a white cap that closes now. At yes. least the one that I've just bought did. So I will pay extra. You don't even have to include it in the original packaging. Yeah, I'll yeah order charge an it. extra five or ten dollars for the filter. I'll easy, pay it. easy, John. Not an extra five or ten dollars. That's that's price gouging. <laughs> five or ten dollars. We're trying to get people clean water here. Well, yeah. Where do you think that money's coming from, Jeremiah? Your pocket. <laughs> Come I, on, dude. I, well, I want a one time. out on these poor people. <laughs> I want a one time donation here. The Sawyer, <laughs> the Sawyer squeeze, Sawyer squeeze. I'm. This is a reoccurring I mean, cost. I will pay extra to get caps. I will pay an extra three dollars. Three. <laughs> a very specific number. I will pay an extra three dollars, yeah. and that's it. I will pay nothing more, nothing less. Now I will pay more if you can convince my boss to give me a raise. But it has to be equal to or greater than the value of whatever, whatever the price increase is. Whatever works for you, man. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. I, I just really know that that there, it's such an easy fix. Yeah. And it's the it's the reason I bought the platypus filter to begin with was because of the the caps. That know, was the whole man. reason I bought it. I there was no other reason to buy it for me. So should we wrap with um, a little teaser of what they're gonna get get next week? Yeah, well, I'll gonna... just let everybody know. We we contacted several, probably, what, 20 to 25 of our former guests that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just asked them. We said, can you send us some form of uh, roast video? 30 mm-hmm. seconds to a minute long. Yeah, 30 and seconds to just, a minute. 30 seconds to a minute is what I told them. Yeah. Maybe you told him different. I told him but a I little said 30 shorter. seconds to about a minute long. What's that? I told him a little shorter. I said, <laughs> if, if I really liked the person, I told him 30 seconds. If I said, I don't really like this person, I told him 15. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just so kidding. If you're but... one of the people that Jeremiah contacted and he said 15 seconds, you know what he thinks. No, about. we want to put them on the live stream. Yeah, we're going to yeah, live gonna... stream it on Monday. Yeah, we're going to be playing a bunch of them. We got one of them back, and this is absolutely hilarious. And you guys are going to get a preview of what you're going to see next week on the 200th anniversary episode. Hey, John and Jeremiah. I know you Southern boys are a little linguistically challenged, so I'm going to give you a little lesson here. Vestibule. Come on, say it along with me. Hey, guys. Seriously, congratulations on 200 episodes in Jeremiah. Merch. (laughs) (laughs) That was absolutely perfect. I I mean... If any, if there, if the rest of them are, are like that, this is going to be a really funny episode next week. It's just going to be a celebration. <laughs> yeah. If you're coming next week for hardcore content, that's going to change your life as a backpacker. You're <sighs> going to be mistaken. It's not. That's not the next episode. No, we're just going to have fun. And I gotta say, 
Huge shout out to Midwest backpacker. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Dude. LaCroix. Yeah, thanks for getting back to us so quick on that. We got more coming. That's January the 29th, the last Monday of January. We're going to live stream this, and then uh, we'll have the episode out just like we normally would on that Wednesday, the 31st. Yep. Now, Jeremiah, um, there's a big announcement coming that week, isn't there? Oh, yeah. We have a huge announcement. This will be probably the biggest announcement in the history of the Backpacking Podcast by a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The biggest announcement we've ever had. Oh, I love it. What a great tease. Yeah, it's going to be, seriously, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We want as many of you all there as can be there um, because we're just going to have a big party and we want you to be part of it with us as we celebrate 200 episodes of you all putting up with us. <laughs> yeah, thank you everybody for uh, listening to us just blabber, blabber, blabber. Sometimes about nothing, sometimes meaningful, but we're just having, we're just here to have a good time. And then at next episode, that's literally all it is is celebration and have fun. Yeah, and if if you're somebody who has found joy in this podcast and has been on trail and just laughed while you're hiking, and we've helped you get through a rough section of mud or bad weather or whatever. Uh, tune in next Monday night for the live stream and just give us a shout and let us know you're there. Uh, we're going to be it, that episode. I can't imagine is only going to go an hour. That's probably going to be one of our longer episodes just because it is what it is, but definitely leave the messages next week and uh, be there with us. Help us enjoy a great time. And for myself and Jeremiah, the King of backpacking stringer. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Adios folks. Adios.